0: Welcome to Saleh Family Speaks.
1: Hey, I'm Sana,
0: and I'm Mohammed William,
1: and we are the Saleh Saleh Family. family. We are social media influencers, content creators, and we own multiple online businesses. We seem to have a lot to say when it comes to just about anything. We are a mixed culture Muslim couple from Canada, and we're always asked about how our lives intertwine with the world around us.
0: This podcast is all about learning to live, love, and laugh in a way that may have you rolling on the floor or throwing your phone at the wall no topic is off the table religion culture love life and everything in between so get ready and grab a big old cup of chai Welcome back everyone to Saleh Family Speaks. If you didn't catch the last episode, it was all about cancel culture in Islam and the world around us. In today's episode, it is a very special episode. Um, We have a dear special guest on this podcast. He is a scholar of Islam, a dear friend of mine for almost a decade, and his name is Molana Madhar Mahmood, FYI. His first name is not Molana; that is a title of religious scholar.
1: So he was born and raised in Toronto. Imam Madhar Mahmood studied the sciences of Al-Quran under the tutelage of his late father Qari Mahmood. He memorized the Quran and mastered various forms of recitations and in 2012 Imam Madhar earned his master's degree with honors from
0: Uloom Zakaria in South Africa. Imam Madhar holds many prominent permissions in various Islamic disciplines and sciences from some of the greatest scholars of the modern world.
1: He's the Director of Religious Affairs at the Islamic Foundation of Peora and is a writer at the prestigious Mathaba Institute of Toronto. Imam Madhar is a member of the AMJA, which is also known as the Assembly of Muslim Jurists of America.
0: And currently he is pursuing his PhD in Islamic Jurisprudence and a license in cupping therapy.
1: He's an active member of the interfaith community. He gives lectures at conferences, seminars, universities, in and out of North America, and he makes appearances in the media.
0: And my favorite part... Is he's a close friend of mine yes and i absolutely love this kid i call him a kid because technically he was when we met all those years ago um, <laughs> but his knowledge and his wisdom is vast and you guys are going to enjoy this episode mm-hmm. this is to, uh, to be quite honest this episode is going to be so enlightening for muslims and non-muslims alike mm-hmm. about our approach as muslims towards the lgbtq community as as well as uh, for muslim women obviously the question we get so often who has to wear a hijab in front of who in terms of, yep. you know, whether it's gay, mm-hmm. uh, lesbians, transsexuals, bisexuals. Um, so it's stay gonna tuned. It's going to be a good one. It's, it's, a,
1: it's a really great episode and you're going to notice how soft-spoken he is and how eloquent his speech is and you're you're just in for a treat.
0: And FYI, guys, normally we talk a lot in this episode. We're both kind of like mesmerized dead silent by like
1: everything he said i was just like towards the end of it i even had tears in my eyes because it was so inspirational so
0: so he definitely uh holds a place in our heart as a dear friend and and an absolute gift to the ummah to um, all of humanity to all of humanity and we really hope you guys will not only share this podcast, but reach out to him, especially if you're Muslim or non-Muslim even, Mm -hmm. um, about questions you may have about the religion of Islam and, and help us to get his message, the message of pure... Um, teachings of islam and the Mm -hmm. teachings of the prophet muhammad peace be upon him out to the masses Mm -hmm.
1: and if you are following us from whichever platform you're from uh, make sure that when you're watching or not watching i should say you're listening (laughs) to this podcast um, in the episode notes you will find all of his social media handles so then you can go and follow him on instagram tiktok facebook uh, YouTube, all of the places, so you can speak to him directly. And he is an open book. He is always there to answer your questions. That is his job. And he is really excited to connect with you all.
0: Yep. And we spend enough time promoting um, TikTok sheikhs and people who aren't qualified to give re- religious rulings and verdicts about these particular topics, especially ones that are so delicate as this. Mm-hmm. So if you guys really want to follow a light in the in the world, mm-hmm. um, this is the guy So stay tuned, sit back and enjoy.
1: All right, So let's dive right into maybe the very first question, which is um, a question that I am asked all the time. We do a lot of TikTok videos regarding the hijab because I feel like hijab is one of those things that's very foreign to a lot of non-Muslims. And it's, it's been very misunderstood. Uh, who can see my hair? Who can't see my hair? Um, And so people have basically understood the basics that it's immediate family um, that can see my hair. But then they also ask, what about people that are part of the LGBT community?
0: Mm -hmm. And I find, uh, just to kind of pose this question to you, Sheikh, is that Muslims in general are very confused about this topic. Yeah, they are. And and that's why we had a bit of a discussion before, because I was confused about it. Um, And so I think kind of the first question I would like to address is maybe if we could just talk about, um, what the precedent is in Islam for who can and cannot see the hair of a, of a Muslim woman.
2: Yeah, Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Uh, shukran to the Salih, Salih family for having me on. May Allah bless you, uh, take Amen. you from strength to strength, and uh, bless all your beautiful endeavors. Thank you. So the uh, the ayah in Surah An-Nur is pretty clear regarding who can and who cannot see uh, you know, the woman without the hijab. Um, of course, this is for sisters and, and females who observe the hijab. Mm-hmm. Uh, so immediate family members, you know, there's no hijab in front of them. Uh, for the father-in-law, other women, individuals who are strange, uh, strangers to you, may they be, you know, cousins or may they be friends if they are male then they will not be able to see uh, the sister without the hijab Mm -hmm. and if they are female they'll be able to see the sister without the hijab it's as
0: simple as that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting and i think that um, from that point which is it which is very clear most definitely is that it gets into i think people a lot of the times are confused because they. They perceive the hijab to be something that is to protect um, some, like to protect a sister from the attraction of another person. So then they raise the question and they say, um, and to begin with, well, what about a lesbian? Because if they're sexually attracted to a woman, why shouldn't they or should they not wear the hijab?
2: So, look, brother Muhammad, uh, Islam is very clear and very sort of balanced mm-hmm. out when it comes to its rulings that it decrees upon its adherents. So Islam won't micromanage when it comes to say the hijab. And it'll not, you know, make an individual O C D. For example, if you're sitting in a crowd of people and there are women who possibly are attracted to other women. Mm-hmm. Islam doesn't mandate for you to, you know, ask those women,
1: mm-hmm. are you
2: attracted to the same gender or are you attracted <laughs> yeah. to the opposite gender? That's right. You know it's at the end of the day, hijab is the most personal thing that it, it'll ever be. Yes. You know, we need to understand that hijab is for yourself and not others. Yes. Uh, many a times Muslims are accustomed to understanding that the hijab is for others. Mm-hmm. But that's not how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the hijab makes the hijab out to be, mm-hmm. nor is this something understood from the Prophet وسلم, mm-hmm. and the living tradition.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is why certain scholars have not mandated the hijab for uh, certain categories of people. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: For example, the elderly woman, when it comes to their hijab, there is a bit of a, a leniency in, if not leaving it at, you know, at, at a hole, mm-hmm. then at least minimizing it. Uh, so, yeah, so for example, you know, there's a person who's, possibly a lesbian sitting in front of a hijabi sister, mm-hmm. and she's attracted to that hijabi sister, it is not mandated upon that hijabi sister to ask about the sexual orientation mm-hmm. of that woman mm-hmm. who's sitting in front of yeah, her. Yeah, absolutely. And that just goes that just goes to the extent, uh, the, that just goes to the limits or surpasses the limits of, you know, what we call bringing shak, you know, doubts mm-hmm. into the heart and mind. And even possibly causing some sort of a mental illness because of stressing upon aspects which you are not even mandated by Allah to stress upon. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Imagine, uh, for example, I'm talking to Sister Sana and Brother Muhammad here on on this podcast. Imagine um, I I go into asking you, you know, uh, so what's your aqidah about Allah Mm -hmm. uh, on the arsh? Are you of the figurative, uh, you know, version are you the literalist what are you yeah. you know it's not my duty to even ask you about the depths of your faith mm-hmm. once you say i'm a muslim right? once you say i'm a muslim then you're my brother mm-hmm. once you say i'm a Muslim, you're my sister mm-hmm. imagine if you know faith aspects uh, are not such that you have to ocd about them then what about all these other aspects and you know this is the beautiful um, aspect about our deen. And you know, it goes back to the living tradition of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where individuals possibly had an attraction towards females Mm -hmm. when they themselves look like females. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not give any official fatwa to the Muslims at that time for them to wear their hijab or if they're observing the niqab, for them to observe their niqab. Rather, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam just took you know, safety measures for his own family mm. members. And he said, you know, لا يدخل هؤلاء عليكم These people should not be entering upon you. Sort of like an advice. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: like a, like an I, advice I quoted from a husband.
2: The hadith to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I quoted the hadith to Brother Muhammad before mm-hmm. where one of these hermaphrodites were, uh, you know, they used to enter upon the home of the Prophet sallallahu wasallam, mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is a natural... Phenomena that occurs in humanity. Yeah. It is from Allah, yeah. right? We, we're not to discriminate anybody. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. so this individual, this particular individual, looked like a a, a woman,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: And uh, and and he, uh, they entered upon, um, you know, Um Salama, anha, who is the beloved wife of the Prophet, sallAllahu alaihi wasallam. And this individual made a remark to the brother of uh, Um Salama, Abdullah. He said, when you go to Ta'if tomorrow and you know you have captives, then I, I will lead you to the daughter of Ghilan. I will lead you to the daughter of Ghilan because she is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. right? So the yeah. Prophet ﷺ, he was surprised at this remark. Mm-hmm. That why is this individual who apparently looks like mm-hmm. uh, a, a woman, making this remark to Abdullah so the prophet sallallahu at a personal level mm-hmm. advised um salama that you know they, these this person or these people should not be entering uh, in front of you. Mm-hmm. but he didn't go to the mm-hmm. uh, masjid at that moment you know right away and basically give a khutbah and say hey you know what be careful you start ha- you you better start ocding mm-hmm. about who you put your hijab yeah.
0: in front of and who you don't put your hijab yeah. in front of
2: no yeah. that was never ever the the purpose of the deen at the end of mm-hmm. the day so i think
0: that a lot of a lot yeah. of the clarity can so, come from sorry no, no, no problem yeah. i just think that the way that you you're mentioning it it seems like we as muslims as common people we definitely do take it to the extent of ocd and we we kind of leave out with the the modesty part the privacy part of islam um, in the sense that yeah. we don't, sure. we always want to kind of know, like, I, and I've heard people say, and and I, I was kind of of that opinion as well before I was more enlightened, is that well, it goes by the gender at birth, but at, at the end of the day, yeah. if Islam is about modesty and and that sort of thing, if if someone is wearing a hijab, um, and now you're going to question their sexuality, or you're going to question what they were born as, it's almost like counterintuitive to what Islam kind of brings.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And Brother Muhammad, just to go back to my initial point, people have made the hijab about others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is why they OCD about, uh, you know, who they need to wear their hijab in front of and who they don't. If it was for themselves, then to begin with, there would be no sort of hesitance. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There would be no sort of hesitance and why they need to uh, they wish to observe the hijab. Mm-hmm. Or what is the reasons for themselves? Mm-hmm. What are the reasons for themselves to you know, wear this Beautiful piece of cloth, uh, you know, on their heads, mm-hmm. and you know, people at times forget that the hijab of uh, our sisters is physical, but the men also have, mm-hmm. yes, uh, you know, a sense of hijab, mm-hmm. uh, where they mm-hmm. need to be modest in their character and at times their garments, and mm-hmm. um, how they pre- present themselves and how they treat their women mm-hmm. folk. That is mm-hmm. their hijab. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, their. Version of modesty,
0: and it's left left uh, to the wayside, which the
2: Prophet ﷺ lived up to, and you know the sh- uh, of the past, the Imams of the past shined when it came to this regard, mm-hmm. and they left a the legacy behind. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so with that, then, <laughs> so um, I just have the the question then. So basically, to to kind of summarize, is that what you're saying is that we, what we should do is for for a sister who is is maybe kind of conscious about a person or they want to know whether they should or shouldn't is judging based upon the outward appearance of an individual but as opposed to what they may yeah, be on exactly. the inside and mm-hmm. and
2: a hundred percent may they be asexual may, may they have no sexual desire mm-hmm. may it be a gay man you know at the end of the day the bottom line is you know we go back to the living tradition of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which is subhanallah you know uh, my brother and sister if you look at it it is for every single mm-hmm. time but unfortunately mm-hmm. some muslims have become dysfunctional and they make look they make islam and the living tradition and the sunnah look dysfunctional mm-hmm. because of their own you know ignorance yeah. absolutely sorry yeah, to absolutely. say so uh you know islam has made it very clear based on the living tradition that we judge matters based on the apparent. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. We judge based We we judge matter matters based on the uh, apparent of those matters. Mm-hmm. So may it be a person, may it be, uh, you know, may, may it be a financial dispute, the, and that is why the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Despite Allah saying about him, uh, ما صاحبكم وما غوى وما عن الهوى. Despite the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you know, being attested to as an individual who does not speak out of vain, mm-hmm. right? And who speaks out of divine revelation. This same messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when it comes to matters of qada, when it comes to matter of judgment, mm-hmm. look at what he says, Allahu Akbar. And you know, I'm mind-boggled when I read this narration. He says that, look, sometimes two of you might come to me with a dispute. Mm-hmm. Al Hanabi baal, right? And some of you might be more eloquent than mm. others. And based on your eloquence, mm-hmm. I may uh, you know rule in favor of the individual who is wrong. But at the end of the day, the Almighty is the ultimate judge. Right? He will judge you based on your disputes. Yeah. So look at the Prophet. This is with regards to you know uh, f- financial matters or matters. justice this is what he's saying so this is a principle based on the living tradition that the scholars write down that not we we judge based on the apparent of matter so if somebody looks like a woman we're going to put up you know not myself but our sisters will put on their hijab in in front of this this person uh you know if they are among those who observe Mm -hmm. the hijab Mm -hmm. Uh, And if somebody's a man, regardless of what the orientation may be or what they claim Mm -hmm. to be, we will not put on the hijab in front of Mm -hmm. such Mm -hmm. a person because we don't, or or, sorry, we will if Mm -hmm. if it's a man, right? We will put on the hijab in front of that man based Mm -hmm. on their appearance, Mm -hmm. right? Now, if, uh, you know, for example, a similar situation happens to you as it happened to the Prophet ﷺ, where there is somebody who makes a remark in front of you and says that, oh, you know what, so-and-so, uh, I'm attracted to, to women, and they themselves look like a, a woman, then it is upon mm-hmm. you. You know, if you want to wear the yeah. hijab, go ahead. Yeah. If you don't want to wear, put on the hijab, mm-hmm. then don't.
0: Mm-hmm. That's up
2: to you. um and If Brother Muhammad says just the same as the Prophet wasallam would, that لا يدخل هذا عليكم, you know, so-and-so should not enter upon you without mm-hmm. your hijab, then so, it, so be it. Uh, it doesn't matter and if muhammad says well you know what alhamdulillah there's no need for uh, wearing the hijab i don't feel that this individual is a threat and at the end of the day you're putting on your hijab sister senna or sister senna mm-hmm. says i'm putting on my hijab because of my own modesty mm-hmm. my own reasons my own humility to allah then so be it you mm-hmm. don't put your hijab mm-hmm. on and
1: mm-hmm. absolutely this case and there's actually a one um a new thing that i recently learned about i i I guess you could say I was a little bit enlightened about it. Um, Some girls were asking about non-binary and I actually, uh, I'm a little bit naive. I guess I had to research what that actually meant, but I guess it, it basically means that um, it's an individual that doesn't ascribe to either male or female. So again, I guess it would just go back to what is the kind of the outward appearance, whether they say that they are or aren't. Of course, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. How you feel, you know, Many a times Islam uh, sorry many a times institutionalized mm-hmm. Islam uh, made it such that in order to hold a hierarchy which Alhamdulillah we don't mm-hmm. have in Islam you know but in order to hold hierarchy or establish hierarchy, they said you know what you have to go back to the mufti every single time mm-hmm. that you're in doubt no you know if you're in front of a person and you make a judgment mm-hmm. with your heart and the judgment is sincere, then that amazing. is accepted by wow. The, right, so amazing Wow so amazing so
0: mm-hmm, in terms yeah. of the next question, then, um, how should Muslims react and treat? Because, you know, there's so much misinformation out there mm-hmm. um, and, and we've seen it in terms of um, comments and stuff that where people are attacking other people who are asking genuine questions about the LGBTQ community. Um, but in terms of for us as Muslims, just for the people listening about what type of character should we use um, in, in in just kind of in general in society towards uh, people who are of a different orientation than ourselves.
2: Yeah, so once again, going back to the Muslim attitude in general, uh, unfortunately, it is not mm-hmm. as it's mm-hmm. supposed to be. You know, our first basis of proof and evidence is mm-hmm. the book of Allah, mm-hmm. the Quran, right? Allah says in the and many a times when I speak like this, people say that, "Oh, you're opening the doors for people to become homosexuals." No, oh, that's not the case. I'm just mentioning the ruling mm-hmm. as is, and as we're supposed to, uh, you know, as we're we're supposed to uh, live mm-hmm. it, you know, the ruling. So uh, Allah says in the Quran that "We honored all the children of Adam. We honored humanity." Yeah, Allah saying we honored humanity for the purpose of us understanding as human beings that we should be honoring every single individual Mm -hmm. around us, regardless of how they Mm -hmm. are and what they do. You know, I'm mind boggled by the example of um, uh, Ahmed bin Hanbal, Imam Ahmed. When he was in jail, uh, he was about to fall apart because of the lashing, long story Mm -hmm. short, but it was a thief in the jail who inspired him to continue on for the pursuit of, you know, mm-hmm. righteousness, and not give in to the demands of the state, uh, just because they have their own agenda. So at the end of the day, Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal uh, he honored this thief, and you know the, the th- he honored this thief until basically the end of his life. E- even when he would be wounded, at times just sitting by a tree, he would say. You know, Rahimallahu abul Haytham. May Allah have mercy upon mm. the thief Abu al Haytham. If it was not because of him, I would have Aww. lost all hope. So you can learn a lesson from each yeah. and every person, regardless of mm-hmm. who they are, what they claim to be, what their sexual mm-hmm. orientation is, and what they feel they are at you know mm-hmm. in their minds. Absolutely. And and we see this from the Prophet that regardless of who came by, Medina. It was the the principle of Medina that we honor our guests, we be kind to each and every person who who approaches us, and we don't discriminate even between Mm -hmm. religions, right? We don't discriminate Mm -hmm. even between Mm -hmm. faiths. At the end of the day, you know, the majority of the scholars, they have, have, uh, you know, stated, uh, you know, through the Quran and through the living tradition that the act of, uh, being a homosexual mm-hmm. is haram yeah? it is not allowed but that does not m- mean that you should
1: mm-hmm. beat these
2: people or say bad things about these people this was never ever mm-hmm. found in the deen you know in fact uh, in fact the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when even these people uh, as i mentioned the hermaphrodites would enter upon the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam with a negative outlook or a negative attitude the prophet sallallahu would give the advice that he had to to his family but he would not say anything bad to the, these individuals mm-hmm. who entered upon him so this should be our response in terms of um individuals in front of us who may be subscribing or ascribing to the mm-hmm. lgbtq a mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it
1: is being. very, very yeah. well huh. yeah that's amazing. And then I think the next question would be, uh, because we have such a huge variety, thousands of people, millions actually of people.
2: Uh, oh yeah. Sorry, Sister Sena. Uh, before I forget, when when people speak about um, homosexual, yeah. homosexuality or uh, what, what is termed liwata or the LGBTQ yeah. community, um, they automatically jump to different narrations with, mm-hmm. which talk about punishments, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is a big topic as well. And we yeah, should get it absolutely. out of our way. Yeah. And hopefully you can mention it mm-hmm. on TikTok as well all and stuff, your man. other platforms. Because people are you know, so dumbfounded and confused mm-hmm. in this regard. Now, by the way, you know, Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, he deems all those ahadith which are mentioned with regards to the punishments, um, the punishments for the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community as weak. Mm-hmm. They wow. are weak narrations he says that punishments for these people don't exist through the Prophet's teachings. Wow. So he says, yeah, so he basically says, and you know, as I always say, if Imam Abu Hanifa was in our time, he would be the most accommodating mm-hmm. scholars. In fact, the Hanafis who claim to follow Imam Abu Hanifa today, they would yeah. probably call him a Kafir mm-hmm. for his that's amazing views. That's the thing, views. right? Is that's, yeah. that's how, that's yeah, how people are. Yeah, I'm telling you are. the truth. That's yeah, how I'm telling people you the society are. Society in general yeah. today.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So Imam Abu Hanifa said, "Just That's- leave it to the Qadi, yeah. leave it to the judge." And if you're living in such a, such a society where the judge says, "Well, you know, these people, let them mm-hmm. live as they wish," then so be it. That's mm-hmm. the order Absolutely. of the judge. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah that, would, that was definitely one of the questions we were going to get to. Yeah. Was yeah. There, because there are. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And
2: and every such punishment that you read about on these
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, websites, you know, the first sort of websites that pop mm-hmm. up when you type. Yep in anything about LGBTQ and Islam, all these negative websites, for some reason, these are the ones that pop up Mm usually, right? Uh,
0: You never get to hear that the other side. And that's why I think it's so important to have this discussion mm -hmm, is because everyone is so blinded.
2: Yeah, so whatever you read on on these websites is majority of the Mm -hmm. times nonsensical or the Mm -hmm. ijtihad, right? The uh, deduction of the individual Mm -hmm. writing that article. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, that makes
1: sense. Yeah, and so... Oh no. Sorry sister no Sten, problem. I in- That's actually I very you. very relevant to what I was going to ask. So, um we have so many millions of followers and a lot of the the non-muslims that follow us, they follow us because they want to educate themselves because they've only ever seen uh things on Fox News or CNN, things like that. And so their biggest question for us has been, well, you know, I'm thinking about maybe becoming muslim, but because Christianity and all, you know, even Muslims have painted this such such a huge negative image of LGBT community. They're so worried about it. They think that oh, it's going to be like this big grave sin. So, can you be Muslim and part of the LGBT community
0: and still hold on to your faith? Mm-hmm.
2: So, of course you can. Of course you can. Uh, it will be treated as any other major sin. So, for example, in Islam, uh, the you know action mm-hmm. of zina. Right, Fornication Mm -hmm. is a major sin It will be treated as a major sin But at the end of the day Allah is the most forgiving Mm -hmm. and the most merciful We don't need to judge these individuals Based Mm -hmm. on their homosexuality Rather their courage Mm -hmm. of saying La ilaha illallah Mm -hmm. muhammadur rasulullah That is what they're judged upon uh, That they wish to become part of this global family Through saying the shahada And wanting to make a betterment uh, you know mm-hmm. through their faith mm-hmm. and through their actions by submitting to this deen what mm-hmm. could be greater Absolutely. than that so at the end of the day uh, at the end of the day if they are not promoting homosexuality to be yes. something halal yeah you know something allowed yeah. something part of islam yeah. then they can be muslims they can mm-hmm. be homosexuals as well but uh you know th- it'll be that action in itself will be looked at as a major Mm -hmm. sin.
1: Yeah. There was actually, uh, surprisingly last night, a woman reached out to us on private message and she said uh, she wants to convert to Islam and she's currently married in a lesbian mm -hmm. relationship. So just me and I obviously didn't have the answer for her, but um, she said, can I still remain in my relationship even though I want to become Muslim? She's married. Um, So that, that was her, that was her question.
2: Yeah, so that'll be at her discretion. But what Islam would say is such mm-hmm. a relationship mm-hmm. is not allowed. Yeah, But at the end of the day, if they say, for example, continue to remain in that relationship, will they be judged by Muslims? Mm-hmm. No, but they should they not be judged by Muslims. <laughs> that is <laughs> between them and Allah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. They will be. They will be. Uh, it's just like the example of the the you know the sahabi of the prophet who was a mm-hmm. drunkard you know he was mm-hmm. addicted to drinking wine and um, you know somebody remarked at him ya fasiq or may you go to the hellfire mm-hmm. or oh transgressor and the prophet sallallahu wasallam stopped that person at mm-hmm. once for making that remark he said wa this individual loves mm-hmm. allah and his rasul mm-hmm. yes he's engaged in the sin but that mm-hmm. does not mean he's not a Muslim. He's not a human. Mm-hmm. That does not mean he's not it's a so human being. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this individual should not be judged at the end of the day. And uh, there was a minority of scholars in the past. Mm-hmm. I was telling Brother Muhammad as well, who were involved in this community, mm-hmm. in this LGBTQ community wow. themselves. Uh, 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 and I was mentioning the situation of the Abbasids. Um, the Abbasid, right? Who 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 we call in English or who who are called mm-hmm. the Abbasids in the English language, the Abbasid Caliphate, a lot of their khalifas, a lot of their uh, you know, sort of rulers, they were open homosexuals. And the sheikhs under them were mm-hmm. homo- homosexuals as well. But these individuals weren't punished, these individual were these individuals uh, you know were not treated as inferior. They, you know, society kept mm-hmm. running, Muslims kept living. People who wanted to do good, they kept mm-hmm. doing the good that they had to. And these people uh, have left this world, and you know, soon we will all leave this world. So try to make the most of Abhanallah. and it, the so, time that you're living. Would it be, that's what it is? You know, tilka ummatun No, no, absolutely. You want yes. to finish?
0: No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. We're Sorry. a bit of a
2: delay, so it's. <laughs> go ahead go ahead I, i'm just saying that yeah. that's a nation that's passed and soon will become that ancient nation who's passed mm-hmm. so just sort of live your life live and let live uh, and if you wish to put a good advice out there mm-hmm. then do it at a personal level because once again mm-hmm. this is a personal choice that they are making it's not a mm-hmm. sort of a public choice that the Jama'a, you know, the entire community of um the lgbtq community is telling this person you know what? Yeah. So and so mm-hmm. be gay or be lesbian. Mm-hmm. No, it's a personal choice. So uh, mm-hmm. even if you want to advise, don't sort of mm-hmm. make a video about it on TikTok Which and bash so this often. person, whatever it may be. Go, go talk to them, and yeah, and whatever it, you know, um, whatever mm-hmm. you feel is best mm-hmm. to do in this regard, do that. And if you don't want to do anything mm-hmm. about it, then don't do anything
0: about it. Let this person. So is it know, is it safe to say like? Live. From an, again, from a, an ignorant perspective, um, that we as Muslims, our our, if we put everything else aside, one of our responsibilities as a Muslim is Allah says in the Quran that, that we as Muslims have been chosen to be a guidance for mankind. Now, mm-hmm. in terms of, is it not better um, yeah. to guide all of humanity and let Allah be the judge versus we as people dictating kind of, yeah, well and, yeah. you're you're gay, so you're out. I'm not even going to bother, and no, you're not allowed to be part of the club. Yeah.
1: It's ridiculous when people say that mm-hmm. because Islam is for all. Yeah, so mm-hmm.
0: of course, of
2: course. So guidance to mankind, right? Guidance to mankind. It, it is totally opposite from uh, an individual who is <laughs> devouring yeah. mankind through through their words, right? <laughs> Look at what the Prophet ﷺ, you know, he he said to individuals who are going. To a community of new Muslims, uh, like Mu'adh bin Jabal, he mm-hmm. said, Bashira wala tunafira. Yassira wala He told Abu Musa al-Ash'ari and Mu'adh bin Jabal that when you go to Yemen, if you are thinking of yourselves as guides,
1: mm-hmm. then give
2: glad tidings. Mm-hmm. Bashira. Right? Wala don't bring nafrat. You know, nafra. Mm-hmm. don't bring about negativity. Don't invoke negativity mm-hmm. upon people. Right? And then he said he, Or it can mm-hmm. also mean Don't chase away people يَسِّرَى as Make things mm-hmm. easy Don't Absolutely. make it difficult This is what he's advising to, his, to two of his biggest generals Who are going to look after mm-hmm. You know a promising nation The nation of Yemen In the time of mm-hmm. the Prophet What better advice to mm-hmm. give To Muslims than this That you know what Give glad tidings mm-hmm. to people and don't chase them away. At the end of the day, what they do in their personal life Absolutely. is between them and Allah. Um, and even in the fiqh books, we have this individual who who's called them ma'abun. In other words, you know, a man who, you know, literal translation, a man who likes to be penetrated. Mm-hmm. This is in the fiqh books. This individual should be left to mm-hmm. their to his discretion, right? if a, you know if a person shows some symptoms or some signs that they are mm-hmm. a ma'boon, you're not mm-hmm. going to go after them rather the fiqh books you know they mention uh, about these individuals that that's their sort of choice and mm-hmm. they should not act upon that choice mm-hmm. that is our advice mm-hmm. that that is what the fiqh books write. and you know uh, brother muhammad uh, mm-hmm. asked me earlier about some history so as i mentioned you know there were individuals throughout the history of islam who had homosexual uh, tendencies, uh, Abu Nawas, you know, who's a famous poet, somebody came to him and he said, and you know, and they said to him that, uh, May Allah mm-hmm. get you married mm-hmm. to the Hur, right, in Jannah. So this individual, uh, he responded by saying that, you know, I have nothing to do with the Hur, but... Uh, you know, wildan al Make dua that Allah marries me to <laughs> the young men which are in Jannah. Right? <laughs> so this is what this individual said, and uh, uh, Amin, you know, Amin who is basically a contemporary uh, leader uh, in the time of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. Amin and Ma'mun they were two brothers. They had rivalries. Amin, he was known for his oh. homosexuality openly. In fact, when his mother uh, wanted to. Sort of uh, help him leave this tendency. What she would do is she would dress up the female slaves as boys or as a young men. Mm-hmm. This is how the,
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> this is how Amin was. And you know, no imam in his time mm-hmm. said Amin should be mm-hmm. put to death.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: The reason you know the purpose of mentioning these stories is is yeah. to say that this existed yeah. even yeah. in Islamic history. Right. There was a uh, there was a sheikh, right? Um, uh, the Yahya bin Aktham, Yahya bin Aktham, who was basically the qadi, one of the the judges of Islam. He was an open mm-hmm. open homosexual as well, and he would openly say that, you know, I see um, capital punishment in zina, but I don't see capital punishment in mm-hmm. homosexual mm-hmm. intimacy. That's what he would say, mm-hmm. openly, and. Um, once again this abu nawas would say that i am upon the deen of mm. yahya bin aktham following somebody the the, the gay mm-hmm. sheikh that's what he would say so you know it's a bitter right. reality yeah. muslims don't like hearing these things but yeah. these yeah. these things are and there. for those
1: muslims that aren't you know? aware of this kind of history and aren't really knowledgeable on how muslims should treat people of the lgbt community um for those people that are a little bit more closed minded i i guess i should say um, what advice would you give if you were to give a message to those Muslims on having a soft heart towards the LGBT community? What would you say to them?
2: In my experience, all the harshness that comes uh, in the Muslim's life, in any Muslim's life, is through uh, what I call, in, or what we call in the Arabic language, just mm-hmm. basic culturalism, right? So they're not growing up with, the living tradition or the quran they're they're Mm -hmm. growing up with their culture yeah and what their parents or what their grandparents Mm -hmm. make the make Mm -hmm. out to be the deen right i would advise them to really look at religion without any bias look at the deen through a rational Mm -hmm. um, sort of lens and don't be fast to make judgments, because at the end of the day, we will mm-hmm. all have to be judged by Allah wa for, for what we're doing. You know, Subhanallah. Just before our podcast, I was going through some contemporary rulings. You know, Sheikh Salman Al auda one of the greatest uh, sheikhs of our time. He's in mm-hmm. this Saudi jails rotting away now. You know, he done he has done amazing work for the mm-hmm. youth there and worldwide. He uh, um, he's mm-hmm. not that average mm-hmm. sort of Wahhabi that. <laughs> You know, chases away people from the deen. He actually has openly stated that those who call the LGBTQ Mm. community kafir Mm -hmm. based on their actions, that calling them kafir is a bigger sin than homosexuality itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he actually said that this Mm -hmm. is an action of the Mm -hmm. Kharijites, the Khawarij, those people who make it a purpose mm-hmm. of their life to And there's a people lot of, of we, the we deep. like
1: to call those people the Haram police. <laughs> and, and, and there's and, a, there's honestly yeah. well there's a lot of them yeah. out there. and the thing the is, is these people they and and it's really sad actually these people make multiple accounts to just to just to give us a message and, uh, just to get their point across but yeah. it's it's crazy how they are actually pushing people yeah. away from Islam instead of doing good which is sad. Yeah
2: and uh, you know a a
1: an amazing
2: mind like him it's mm-hmm. not easy for him to say something that uh that amazing you know it's it's not easy for it's mm-hmm. not you know it's not easy for him to say something like that when he when he knows that this is um genuinely what the deen teaches mm-hmm. we're not supposed to be kicking people mm-hmm. out of islam based on what they mm-hmm. are or how they look mm-hmm. like or you know what they feel they are and uh in fact he he actually mentions the verdict of mm. uh, abu hanifa as well uh, who says that um, all the ahadith with regards to punishments are are Amazing. weak, and I think and you know no a lot of the times. And uh, this is what <laughs> Sorry, I, I was well. going to say. Yeah, that is this is what I prefer, and this is this is the Amazing. most sahih, according to me, and uh, according to any which is you know rational minded scholar that there is no such punishment stipulated in the Quran or the living tradition for an individual engaging mm-hmm. in this act of homosexuality. It is left to their discretion. It is their personal life. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, Allah is the ultimate judge. Let them live their lives and mm-hmm. let them find that path, inshallah, to better themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Which the I think is amazing because
0: a lot of the times, and this is why I try to always um, revert back to scholars that I know and I trust, is so many times you'll you'll see something, some form of ignorance of a comment or something, and and so I'll I'll call the person out and I'll question them. And then they, they give you the they give you the well I've studied fiqh and, and Quran and hadith for ten years and um and then my response to them is well mashallah then you would be a, a mufti and so on. So what is your qualification? And it goes dead because the people, like you said, the culture that they studied Islam from kindergarten to grade twelve, and that that's their version of studying the books of fiqh and the and hadith and Qur'an. Um, and, and they might happen to, to grow up speaking Arabic as a language. And then it turns into a, well, I know better than you because I happen to have this big Islamic education. But then when you pose that question to them, it's kind of like radio silence. Mm-hmm. Like I ask, like, wait, where wait, 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 what uh, institution did you study at? And then no response. They don't want any part of it after that. Mm-hmm. And I find, and that's why I've always kind of made it a point that we as common people, It's so easy for us to just follow the narrative of a country or a culture or the media, um, rather than turning to people such as yourself and and posing these questions. And and I and I think you know.
2: Yeah, I I was I I was actually
0: going to make the
2: same remark. Uh, um, I was I was thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. bring this up, or should I say this on my own? you know, because of that, Muhammad, uh, Habibi Muhammad, my beloved, <laughs> I'm not going to steal him away from you. Don't worry, Sister Sana. So, uh, yeah, I was actually going to mention this, you know, through these people, because of these people, individuals like myself who wish mm-hmm. to really have a voice mm-hmm. out there. I know. We're suppressed. You know, we don't have a voice. Honestly, look, you know, I tried to mm-hmm. post on my mm-hmm. platforms for years and I would never, ever have the following that maybe somebody like you would have because I'm shadowed by this know, negativity know, of what a scholar is yeah. in Islam. You know, what mm-hmm. this mullah is, mm-hmm. what, what this is. People don't get it. Is, you yeah, know? people don't get it. And unfortunately, yeah. and, and that, that is why I say, you know, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, any good that I do or you do, uh, Allah is not mm-hmm. going to reward yeah, us based absolutely. on the numbers that follow us. It's through uh, once yes. again per, our personal sincerity, and yeah, once again, you know, people like you who uh, who have great platforms should be giving voice voice to scholars mm-hmm. who are uh, like minded, you know, or who are for the time and who are literally you know not doing anything but endeavoring to establish the mm-hmm. living tradition of the Prophet mm-hmm. yeah. sallallahu Islam as mm-hmm. it yeah. was. Yeah, and not what it became, you know, because Islam, <clears throat> Islam, a hundred years after the Prophet وسلم, and three hundred years after the Prophet Wasallam is in itself a, uh, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. the heavens and the earth. It, the distinction between them is mm-hmm. the distinction mm-hmm. between the heavens and the earth. Honestly, like, uh, for example, the Islam that Imam Malik or Imam Abu Hanifa understood. From the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam When I say from the Prophet You know From mm-hmm. the The Tabi'un The Atba'u tabiin Whatever it may be You know The close people who uh,
1: mm-hmm. You know The
2: people who are closest to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam That is totally different From For example When you go later on Throughout history mm-hmm. the, the fiqh of Imam Shafi'i Who is more of a literalist uh, mm-hmm. Or the fiqh of Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, Who
1: mm-hmm. is
2: also once again More of a literalist um because they did not have this living tradition, mm-hmm. yeah. they did not you know see yeah. the Salaf. Yeah. they did not see the pious predecessors. So, what yeah. would you expect Islam to be today when it's mixed so, with
1: of culture fourteen
2: hundred yeah. years
1: yeah.
2: plus of culturalisms yeah, and I told Muhammad earlier i, I don't know if you remembers about two years ago that the word culture in mm-hmm. itself is oh, so the word true, cult in it.
1: yeah, I didn't even think of it like that, yeah.
2: So when you make Islam, mm-hmm. when you mix Islam with your culture, and you mm-hmm. take it genuinely to be Islam, what you're making yes. out of Islam yeah. is nothing but a yeah. cult. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. people who have this voice, they are not heard because of these
0: mm-hmm.
2: unfortunate mm-hmm. Mul- mullahs or mm-hmm. mulvis or shuyukh, who at times such you know take such a wretched, uh, uh, irrational
1: Mm-hmm. hardcore
2: extreme approach in explaining the deen to people so unfortunately people like me uh, stuff mm-hmm. Allah, i don't want to put myself on a pedestal but unfortunately people yeah. like me so myself with that, are, are in terms shattered. of that
0: question about because in, people see islam as being very black and white it's either everything is impermissible or everything is is a go so very liberal and very conservative so how how should we as muslims yeah you as scholars the get, in terms of understanding when people kind of say well you're just a liberal Muslim for example like this podcast and and whatever TikTok videos we happen to do because of it, um, people will always blast that out, you guys are just being liberal you're just catering to the West or society
1: Yeah, or yeah. you're catering to what, what fits your narrative, exactly. that's what people say all the time and they'll actually say things like this is to the extreme but there's a lot of people that will comment like you're supposed to only follow the Quran and Hadith you're not supposed to rely on scholars, scholars mm can be wrong <laughs> and 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 it, it's just mind-blowing because it's like why do you go and see a doctor why don't you just Specialist. go why don't you just go to a librarian and ask them to fix your you know your problem be- yeah exactly because it's just kind of the logic is just wait, what are you yeah. talking about Th- these people are qualified to talk about it so
0: and i'm sure you get that as well and in, in, in terms of yeah with this you're going to be oh you're so liberal like, course, what would you course. say to people who possess that
1: Good. See, I know. You yeah. know,
2: these are made-up terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, liberal, conservative. Uh, these are terms which. So, if it means right, it. Sorry, if what I'm presenting to you, genuinely, sincerely,
1: mm-hmm. as what
2: I view as Islam to be, then, you know, based on that, based on that, you would consider, <laughs> the Sahaba and the Prophet yeah. sallam, to be <laughs> liberal as well. Uh, because what I'm presenting to you is exactly mm-hmm. what I learned from mm-hmm. the living tradition, from Islam, mm-hmm. from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Um, you know, it's, I always tell people, I said it in my khutbah many times as well, that Islam does not need modification. It, it does not need to be modernized. Mm-hmm. Islam in itself, as sent by Allah to the Prophet wasallam as lived by the Prophet wasallam and the Sahaba, mm-hmm. as understood by the first generation, it is in itself mm-hmm. a yes. moderate religion. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: It does mm-hmm. not need to be made moderate. It is in itself moderate. And many a times when you find, you know, as Sister Sana mentioned, you'll find a wide spectrum of people. Some say, you know, we'll uh, mm-hmm. just stick to the Qur'an and the Hadith. The Qur'an and the Hadith. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Islam never even mandated us to believe or you mm-hmm. know follow a hadith mm-hmm. unconditionally. You know, from the get-go, mm-hmm. there were there stipulations made. Look, don't follow such a hadith if it goes against the Quran. Don't take this hadith if it. But unfortunately, that is not what certain <laughs> yeah. I don't want to the name sects those who make know. themselves <laughs> out to be. Yeah. So so. So the wide spectrum of people, you know, the, that's what the Muslims are today. So if somebody says we don't need uh, scholars or we don't need people who are liberal, then at the end of the mm-hmm. day, who can force them to listen to me? Nobody. It is yes. their own benefit yes. or their own loss so at the true. end of the day yeah. based on what they choose. Um, and once again, I would say you're, you should not be following scholars unconditionally. And another thing I should say, You should not Mm -hmm. be making any scholar your role model, right? Your only Mm -hmm. role model Mm -hmm. is the Prophet ﷺ and what we learn through Mm -hmm. his traditions. That's what your role model is. Mm -hmm. Because I made this mistake many times. Even after I graduated, I qualified as a scholar. This is one of the things which Mm -hmm. uh, haunted me for the longest time. And I, I don't usually share this, but I'm sharing it with you and for the listeners that i was
1: hmm.
2: into idolizing people right maybe scholars in bc where i lived maybe a you know a celebrity speaker mm-hmm. maybe a a teacher of mine but every single time i was disheartened and it was as if my deen my faith came cla- collapsing to uh, you know to the ground yeah. when i wow. saw these people making a mistake yeah. Or when I saw a mm-hmm. shortcoming. Because we're human. one of these people. We're all human. So, you know, what my go-to thing is now, uh, you, you know, go ask the scholars benefit from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, watch who you benefit from. If you see that this person is saying something fishy or iffy, because Allah has given the, us that intuition as human beings. We're not scholars. But Allah has given us that intuition that, you know what, this person, what mm-hmm. he's saying is, is is sounding a little fishy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is what Islam teaches Allah's given you that intuition, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is what Absolutely. guided people like yeah. Muhammad to
0: Islam. Reasoning, understanding. Through
2: intuition. Yeah,
1: that's yeah? true. The fitrah.
2: Mm-hmm. That is what the fitrah is. Uh, so when you, when you're asking that scholar, and now when you get attached to that scholar, don't make that person your benchmark of what Islam should be. Because if you do that, then once you see this individual, mm-hmm. you know, having any sort of a shortcoming, you will see, mm-hmm. wallahi, your deen toppling to the ground. And I have experienced that in the past. It got me so depressed at times until I came across, actually not came across, revisited something that Ali radiallahu anhu said. And I'm like, man, subhanallah,
1: mm-hmm. Ali
2: radiallahu anhu, props to you, you know. Uh, it, if it wasn't, uh, uh, Ali radiallahu anhu, he says, look, ta'rif al-haqq, you know if, if you understand wow. the truth you will understand its people don't understand yeah. the truth yeah. through people yeah don't make people a mm. benchmark for what what the truth is mm-hmm. but, and I found this to be very profound that, right uh, 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 the, I don't know the exact wordings but I, I think it goes like this if you understand the truth you will understand its people don't make your don't make men your benchmark mm-hmm. in order for mm-hmm. you to understand what the truth is. And the wisdom behind him saying this is that, bec- you know, if they do something wrong, uh, then that will have an effect on your own spiritual life. If you take them to be, you know, mm-hmm. a benchmark of mm-hmm. what what, what what the truth is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day. Um, Allah says in the Quran, He's promised that um, Mm -hmm. the truth will always be evident. So even if it's Mm -hmm. through suppressed voices, the truth will get out there. So for example, uh, I never knew I was going to speak to a crowd uh, five -hmm. days ago, or maybe I did five days ago, but more than five days ago, I didn't know Mm -hmm. I was going to speak to a crowd uh, about this topic. It is Allah who facilitates these things, Mm
0: -hmm. right?
2: And uh, the voice will be heard. But once again, we just need to be sincere, uh, revisit our intentions, and be genuine in what we say. And wallahi, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. saying these things to please people. And you're not saying right. whatever you're saying to please people. You're saying it because this is what you understand from uh, the earliest mm-hmm. generations of Islam, which is what we hold to, right? The Prophet wasallam. Mm-hmm. this is who he made dua for as well, right? Um, he, he said that... Uh, uh, you know, we always say it in the khutbah and uh, it skips my mind uh, at this moment. Oh no, he says, right? The best mm-hmm. time period is my my time period, right? My era, and then the era that follows us, and and then thereafter the era the, the era that mm-hmm. follows uh, you know the second generation, which is the Atba'u mm-hmm. Tabirin. People like, uh, Abu I think Hanif, that's a great, uh, a great. Uh, so, for yeah, sure. this is what we need to turn back to, and when we turn back mm-hmm. to this, we don't find any inconsistencies, we don't find any subjugation, we don't find any discrimination. Rather, what we find is Allah just purity, which is this, exactly
0: what we need in the world today. Yeah. <laughs> that we lack so we much. Which upon. is, and I think that's a great place to, to end of it course, for right now, Sheikh. Um, well, firstly, we want to thank you. No, no, yeah, no. no Sorry if I rambled amazing. on uh, Brother this Muhammad. This is going and to be Sina. such a great um,
1: podcast, everybody. I know for a fact that there's going to be so many listeners that are going to be grateful for learning all of these things.
2: And um inshallah, uh, oh, yeah. you know, we're, we're already connected. So you can also give me some tips Most and definitely. tricks on how to reach the masses um through what I we teach and be... uh, what I wish to propagate. And hopefully um, when yes. I wish They'll to see be in of
0: Islam uh, the in people who world. follow us, we will be sending them your way. So be prepared. Yes, yes. Uh, that, that that means the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So we, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah. Uh, I know we're going to post all of the links, um, but for anybody who wants to get a hold of you, what is the best way to to follow you? Which platform do you prefer? Um, or are you kind of all over the place?
2: Yeah, I, I, um... I, I'd appreciate, mashallah tabarakallah, you know, may Allah bless you. Absolutely. I'd appreciate yes. if you put down my yes. social media links uh, on your platform somewhere. But yeah, the best way to reach me is any of mm-hmm. my platforms, to be honest, just, because just not wait. a lot of people just message wait. me like they message you. So yeah, uh, maybe Facebook. I have a public figure page on Facebook. I've I have Instagram. Uh, I have a you know broken youtube channel i'm inshallah oh, going to post much more through the advice of brother muhammad absolutely. he advised me to post you know some of these things on youtube so inshallah yeah youtube is their twitter instagram all and, these,
1: TikTok. Uh, and tiktok social and social media uh,
2: platforms <laughs> <laughs> my no, general no, no no oh yeah and tiktok it's yeah. going to
1: be yours that's your too, platform that's mashallah
2: <laughs> yeah so yeah my yeah the general handle is Muzhar mahmoud 89 but if you type in imam mazher mahmoud (laughs) after this
0: conversation uh, uh, Um, (laughs) but most definitely for anybody that is listening please go and follow um sheikh and we will provide all the links and he's an absolute not to not to raise you up on while you're on here but um you've been an absolute inspiration to myself and 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 to just Just mention one thing that you had said about in terms of, you know, like the celebrity uh, imams and and the scholars and how we kind of... I met you, for those obviously that that, that don't know, I met you nearly right after I got married. So that's about seven years ago now. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. No, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Me and Muhammad are brothers. And 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 we've
2: been connected for a very, very long time. I came came to Vernon, uh, BC uh, with, you know, for a few visits and programs mm. and you know
0: wallah i just oh, definitely. think of those and, moments and it was because meeting you me you know um, that, that honestly there was kind of a a, a pivot, pivotal change kind of in my understanding of religion um, and that was because i had been so kind of one-sided and had such a narrow-minded view that. about islam given the the particular groups and people that i was associated with um so i totally understand there's like that moment in your life where it's mm-hmm. like you make that realization that wow that it's not just this kind of monolithic thing that is meant to put its foot on your throat and make everything so miserable. And, and there's so much more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And for 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 all of the people oh, following, shukken, shukken, listening, much appreciated, um, kindly Mahan. go and follow him, pose your questions to him. Um, and I... I just wanna thank you so much for coming on and mm-hmm. we would most definitely love to have you come thank back you and so do this much. again.
1: Yeah, this was this was wonderful. I know that the people are going to have a billion questions for you and and hopefully they're able to find you on all of your platforms because you truly are you're spreading such an amazing message and and uh my husband right here he's he's spoken of you forever (laughs) for years anytime there's any kind of topic he always tells me about your guys's memories and the things that you did together and and how well spoken you are and how i should
2: (laughs) yeah but but back back in the days uh back in the days brother muhammad wouldn't have let me said salam to you so alhamdulillah we're all, that's <laughs> we're
0: all evolving and growing yeah, that's a big change
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> alhamdulillah no even at that mm-hmm. time i was evolving yeah. and i have changed yes. much really? since that time alhamdulillah and it, it's for the best you know look uh at yes. the end of the day once again i'll reiterate if yeah, you're sincere yeah. mm-hmm. it's the intention allah it's will intention guide you to what is matters. best for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All and, right.
0: So with that, Sheikh, we'll we'll let you go. If course, there's anything course, else you, you'd like course, to, to say, you can have a have the floor.
2: Uh, I I would just say once again mm-hmm. that look, uh, based on our topic today, the Prophet ﷺ could have easily subjugated or discriminated against mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. in particular. We we just discussed one narration, by the way. But in this narration, the mm-hmm. Prophet ﷺ could have really insulted this person, but he did not. Right, and mm-hmm. that in itself. This is a core mm-hmm. hadith in, in these matters that we discuss in, in, in fiqh. In these matters, this hadith that I mentioned about mm-hmm. the, you know, the hermaphadite who entered upon the Prophet wasallam, that is a core hadith that uh, that comes to discussion. But unfortunately, once again, mm-hmm. scholars tend to give a blind, blind eye to it. So ba- just based mm-hmm. on this attitude of your ultimate role model, yes, treat people... Mm-hmm. With the best of humanity and the best of kindness. And inshallah, you will be, you yourself will be a, a mere wujud, a mere presence of hidayah, right? Guidance based on your kindness and based on. Mm-hmm. Based on the goodness that Amin. you wish to do uh, through the character of the Prophet. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and at the end of the day, just yeah, absolutely. love and be loved. Awesome. And awesome.
1: it.
0: And oh, an, an, an I have amazing, tears in my
1: eyes. Oh my gosh. It's an so amazing. Sweet. amazing Allah bless one yeah, all. With
0: that, again, thank you so much. We will post all of your contact information and we will certainly be in touch with you soon.
1: Inshallah. Thank you so much, All right. Thank you so right. much. And
0: you as well. All right, Brother Muhammad. Take care. Much love to you as-salam.
1: Uh, stay
2: blessed. Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Well, if you've made it this far, you must be really bored. Like, do you seriously have nothing better to do than to listen to us talk?
1: Haha, <laughs> just kidding, guys. You know, we love and appreciate every single one of you. And if you did enjoy this episode, why not subscribe for more Saleh family nonsense?
0: And if you really want to show us some love, drop a comment on whatever platform you use to stream podcasts. Even if it's just one word, it goes a long way.
1: Thank you so much for being a part of this Saleh family of ours. Stay tuned for new episodes airing every single Monday. We'll chat again soon.